Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where it's my job to introduce you to people from the world of commercial property. We're talking with investors and thought leaders about their experiences of the commercial property world and sharing our own lessons from the last 20 years to give you practical know-how so that you can follow in their footsteps. If you've ever thought commercial could be your next step, but it just seems too confusing and opaque, then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. Commercial Property Investor Podcast and I'm your host Jerry Alexander. If you've just recently started listening to the show then thank you for joining us. Our aim here is to give you the knowledge and confidence to begin investing in commercial property and to enjoy the great cash flowing benefits of this asset class. I personally started investing in commercial property quite a long time ago now and at the time I'd spent a few short years building a residential property portfolio but what I wanted to do is find a way of building more momentum and scale into our portfolio. What I didn't realise at the time was that investing in commercial property can really help build your equity value. In other words, with some creativity, you can build real wealth with commercial. At the time, I remember thinking commercial was likely to be just a park and hold strategy, a more passive strategy where you put your money in and got a certain return on investment. And although that is the case for some, it doesn't have to be that way for you. So in this episode coming up today, I want to talk to you about how to move from residential into commercial with six critical steps. I've covered some of this way back in episode four of the podcast, but I've been asked it quite a lot recently, so I'm going to shorten it down to six key habits and activities that you can start doing today to get you moving in the right direction. So the fog should lift and more deals and opportunities will start to appear, whilst at the same time you're educating yourself in preparation for that vital deal analysis. Before we head right in there, though, let me introduce you to some of the other tools that we provide for free. If you jump onto Facebook and search up facebook.com forward slash commercial property investors and click on the join group button up on the top right, you can find our private group. In there, you're going to find some video content, peers and other investors are asking questions and seeking information about deals and strategies. The only thing I ask is that you answer the two or three simple questions when you apply. Look forward to seeing you in there. But for those of you who are a little shy of Facebook, you can also jump onto our website, all the W's, commercialpropertyinvestor.co.uk, and on there you will find all the other podcast episodes, and you'll also find a blog and a few free tools like the Market Analyzer, a property viewing checklist, and a case study or two. You will, of course, see that we do offer more than just freebies. You can learn about our Commercial Property Mastermind Programme, and our advanced Inner Circle membership group, which is orientated towards those that have either completed the Mastermind programme or have a commercial property and are seeking to expand their portfolio. It's really a membership programme for investors that are serious about building a portfolio of commercial property. It's a safe environment for peer-to-peer learning, deal analysis, shared learnings, accountability, and of course, lots of fun. We recently held a full membership day event at one of our locations, so we were able to do some behind-the-scenes tours and cover lots of content and even enjoy a barbecue at lunch. So if you'd like to consider getting involved, just jump over to the usual W's, commercialpropertyinvestor.co.uk and enjoy the free stuff. If you're serious, then why not dig around, have a look at some of the other things we offer and put in an application. So, that's enough of the (laughs) self-promotion. Let's get into the content for today. 
I've six steps here that I think are really critical for when you're moving from resi into commercial property investment. You may think this is going to be the usual, you know, find deals, ideally off market, of course, raise lots of finance, get your lawyers on it, refurb and repeat. And whilst these steps are important to finding and buying a single deal, I believe there are more fundamental steps that we need to follow. You see, commercial property isn't investing isn't just a binary thing. You really grow a portfolio through knowledge, patience, technical know-how, relationships, and of course, the big one, momentum. Momentum is so underrated and rarely mentioned. So although finding deals and raising that finance and involving lawyers, refurbishing and letting space are the mechanics, I'm not here to tell you how to do one deal. I want you to build a portfolio that's going to set you up for life. And in order to do that, we need a mix of the mechanics and a change in thinking. Let's start with the first one then. It's not an unusual one to talk about, but it is fundamental. Work out where you are and where you want to get to. All of us are coming at this from a different place. Okay, some of us have a commonality in that we're moving from resi to commercial investing, but even still, your reason for getting into commercial may be completely different than mine. And we both need to recognise that. For me, the work out where you are now bit meant I had a small portfolio, the cash flow was okay, and I built up some equity through the Burr method, the strategy with buying buy-to-lets at a reasonable price, doing them up and reletting them. And I'd started to get frustrated though because I couldn't quite see how to get scale. Now that's not to say you can't get scale in residential with different strategies, but for me my knowledge was less and I could see a way to build cash flow by investing in commercial. So that's where I was. But where did I want to get to? Well at the time, I still had another business. And I wasn't full time in property at all. It was a sideline. In fact, up to that point I hadn't taken a bean out of the business. Actually, I didn't take any money out of the business for years because it helped me build that momentum. But what I wanted to get to was a lifestyle of choices. And for that, we needed cash flow so I could buy back time. We needed to pick a number and then work back from that. What was that monetary number? We also should have picked a date, of course, of when we wanted to achieve that number. But in the early days, I didn't really know about that. So for you. Work it where you are now and where you want to get to. That process, however long it takes, will give you a roadmap, something to judge your choices against. While you're working that one out, let's move on to critical step number two. For me, I had to reach out and meet a new circle of people and connections. Now, you might already be moving in the right circles, mixing with the right types. If so, you've got a head start. For me, I had to consciously move into the commercial agent world and network. I had to strengthen my team to get expertise on all things commercial property. This is definitely one of those comfort zone stretching activities that gurus love to push us into. But I'm afraid it's true. If it's easier for you though, why don't you just treat it like a game? For me, I had to treat it almost in a mechanical fashion. Now, it's not great when you're trying to build relationships and meet people, to be all mechanical and matter of fact. But if it's the only way you can get out and network with people, then whatever works for you. Something is better than nothing. And in time, when you get more confidence, you'll be able to build better connections and make more instant, meaningful relationships. Some of us are naturally gifted at this, of course. Not me, though. I always find it really hard, even now. But you just got to do it. So, we've spent a bit of time working out where we are and where we want to get to. 
and we've decided to reach out and meet a new circle of friends and connections. The next trick is to try and learn what others have done. This in of itself is not instantly going to find you a deal, but it's about opening your eyes to deal possibilities. Remember, at the start of this podcast, I didn't say I was going to give you a technical list of six things you must tick off and bang, you've got your first property. I was going to give you the tools, the steps to really build momentum in a portfolio. So moving on to step three, learn what others have done. Educate yourself to find new deal ideas, not necessarily the deals. Yes, you can do commercial buy to let, but there's so much more opportunity for creativity in commercial world. If you don't expose yourself to the ideas, though, you don't know what you don't know. It's critical that you realise that you might need to change your thinking. This will only come from stretching outside of that comfort zone, away from your usual residential sales agents and domestic subcontractors and all the team that you've built up around your residential portfolio. You need to get into social circles where you will meet other experienced commercial investors and, of course, the professional advisors. Once you start to open up your eyes to deal types and start to understand different strategies, then we can move on to the fourth step, which is that chestnut market research, or at least due diligence on whether a deal is going to work. Now, this one is more technical. Use the market analyzer as a map to show you how the market is generally split up. That's on the website, by the way. I've gone through this in a few podcast episodes before, so I'll try not to labor the point here. But when I started, I found it difficult to get a handle on the different aspects of the commercial market. There was no definitive guide, there was no roadmap, and the market analyzer gives you a framework upon which to stack your market research. So what to do is pick a target area, and then, for example, if you're looking at industrial stock, what is the typical offer or contract available for tenants in that area? What is the quality of the stock? What is the size? of the stock available in the area. I don't mean the overall size, I just mean the individual units, are they small units, big units, what's available? There are other factors too, such as price and location, of course, and it's your job to build up that picture of what is going on in your target area, and probably more importantly, what is not, what's not available, or what's working really, really well, and there's not enough of it. That's what the market research is about, in terms of finding out if you go and do this deal, is anybody, especially if it's vacant, is anybody actually going to want to rent it from you? Before we go on to the fifth step, let's just take a quick time out. This list is not sequential. You don't do one item, take it off the list, and then move on to the next one. You do almost all of them at the same time. But it is a conscious effort to work on all of them. That's important. So the fifth step is to learn about the technical aspects, okay? There is a bit of homework in this one. This one is learn about things like VAT, company structures, business rates or or regional taxes, and there are more possibilities for tax efficiency with commercial and residential, so set out to learn about those. What about leases or licenses to occupy, dilapidations, all these different technical things. But don't worry, it will take time to learn about all this stuff. What you really need to remember is that's what advisors are there for. In the end, this stuff will all become second nature to you, but don't let it bamboozle you right away. Each time one of your new connections or advisors talks about something you haven't heard before, just ask them to explain it. Or if you're too embarrassed to do that, make a mental note or write it down and ask Uncle Google when you get home. Be patient with yourself. Don't give up just because you're learning a new language. Yes, there are risks in commercial, and yes, you can lose a lot of money if things go wrong. So to start with, 
find as many resources as you can. It goes without saying, listen to the back catalogue of podcasts on here if you haven't heard them before. And as I mentioned at the start, there are free tools on our website and you may have to pay some lawyers and advisors to keep you on the right track when you're getting started. But in time, that expense will become less and less as you become more educated. The difference in cost, by the way, between being educated and not being educated can actually be really high. I was quite lucky, really. I didn't make a lot of expensive mistakes, but I have taken my time. So I have learned as I've gone along. However, I now know there was quite a high opportunity cost for me by not being properly educated. Let me ask you a question. Have you heard of SAS pensions? They're a fantastic tool for business owners to wrap a commercial property up in a tax-free bubble. SAS can work particularly well with the CMO strategy to generate money both inside and outside of your pension. It goes without saying I'm not a SAS expert, but let me introduce you to someone that is. Bryn Walker has been advising on SAS pensions for many years and has been a long-term supporter of the CPI network. SAS and commercial property work incredibly well together, but there are many nuances, and Bryn will make sure you don't stray from the right path. Look in the show notes for the partner link and book up a SAS discovery call with Bryn. Educated at the start, that's what cost me time and money. I could have done it much faster if I'd actually invested in some more education. So moving on to the sixth step. Once you've learned what you want to get out of this, you've expanded your network of connections, you've exposed yourself to what others have done. In other words, you've seen what is possible. And then you've done some market research and learned about some of the technical aspects associated with making commercial investments. Now you need to make a start. And this is step six. But my suggested step six is make a modest start. Possibly buy something with an existing tenant. Or find the tenant first and then find the property. There's plenty of time to find awesome deals or deals that involve putting hardly any money in and getting all of it back out and holding on to the asset or creating hundreds or thousands or millions of pounds worth of equity by doing such a simple strategy as a change of use or re-gearing of a lease. But right now, let's just get something on the board. I'm not saying go out and buy any deal, make sure it's sensible, but the stellar deals can come later. Don't let that hold you back. If you've done residential property training, then the process one learns is find a below market value deal, finance it, refurbish it, let it, refinance it and get all your money out and use that on the next property. Go to another financial institution and buy the next property. But in commercial, depending on how you're structuring your funding, you don't have to keep going to new providers and you may be able to start building momentum because one of the things that the finance providers want is not just a certain loan-to-value ratio, but also the serviceability of the loan. So even small deals that are cash flowing well will help you purchase a deal that may have no cash flow at all. Because from a serviceability point of view, you already have cash flow coming in to service the debt on the next property that you're going to buy. And that can be really important in commercial lending. So don't underestimate that momentum thing. If you can find a property that's got no income and the bank wants you to provide or show how you can pay for the finance, income from other properties that you own is really going to be a value. Right then, I didn't mention money or finance in my six. That's because I don't think they're critical steps to concentrate on. For a start, it'll be different for everyone, but if you've already built some sort of momentum with residential, then you may already have run out of your own money 
and had to think of new ways to finance deals. And if you haven't yet, then you might do soon. Most of us do, and I guess that's the subject for a whole other podcast. I also didn't say go and find deals or off-market deals. They should come from building your new network and watching what others have done. Then you'll begin to spot opportunity where there doesn't seem or there didn't seem to be any at all. Remember, clarity is the difficult thing to get when you start out. And for some, the market will always remain as clear as mud because they aren't willing to continue to peel back the layers to understand how the different components work or the pieces of the jigsaw go together so they can get that full picture. As I mentioned there, don't carry out all these tasks in a sequential manner. Try to work on a few at once. But here they are again. Number one, work out where you are and where you want to get to. Number two, reach out and meet a new circle of friends and people who are in the right swim. Number three, learn what others have done. Open your eyes. None of us know all of it. Number four, market research. Pick an area and focus in. Do your research in a specific area. Number five, learn about the technical aspects. It will take time, but learn about all the things like VAT and all that sort of stuff as you're going along. Ask questions. And the sixth one was make a modest start, but make a start and don't risk everything. So thank you for making it to the end with me. I appreciate the time you're investing in yourself and hope that I can help you along the way. If you found some inspiration from this episode or any of the others, then please do share on Instagram and tag us in. We'd love to return the compliment. Or if you really want to make a podcast or very happy, then jump on iTunes or wherever you listen to this and leave a positive review. There are lots of deals out there and many of our listeners are getting on with them. I'm really enjoying speaking to our mentees and people that are in our group who are doing deals. So why not you? Keep on keeping on. Have a really good week in commercial. You've been listening to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast and I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. <laughs>